I've got some suggestive hip movements. I've got a silly scrape. Hello there, welcome to Date Fight. It's a podcast where we take things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake here, I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have taken the vegan mints of history and have packed it into patties to throw on the fire of entertainment to have the plague barbecue to end all plague barbecues and to join us and sample the first of our bund wares is Lizzie Roper. <laughs> oh, this is, oh, this is absolutely Bundwares. delicious. Covered in Corona. Oh, thank you for it. Oh, love. Oh, I love it with a bit of COVID. COVID. Oh, marvellous. Brilliant. Um, I'm going to take us to the 5th of June, 1963, when John Profumo resigns as Secretary of State for War. We don't have one of those anymore. We've changed it to the Secretary of State for Defence now because it sounds better. But it's the same thing. He was the Secretary of State for War. Uh, in July 1961... <laughs> did you have to say it like that? Was that the... Yeah, for War. you did, is that... <laughs> war. Uh, in July 1961, he'd been uh, at Lord Astor's house at a swimming pool party... Um, at Cliveden, where he bumped into Christine Keeler, uh, an actor and model who was friend of Stephen Ward, who was an osteopath and pimp who had a house and a cottage and a pool on the grounds. Uh, she was swimming topless. Um, she caught the eye of Secretary of State for War, John Profumo, and they began an affair. Also at the party was the Russian intelligence agent Eugene Ivanov, who was also her lover. So the suggestion was that he may have convinced her to go out with Secretary of State for War, John Profumo, in order to get state secrets about war from him. Um... <laughs> In 19... They had a short affair. Nothing much came of it to begin with uh, until she started going out with some other people who were not as friendly. There was Aloysius Gordon, who took her hostage, held her hostage with an axe for two days. Ah. Yeah. Johnny Edgecombe, who um, chased her to Stephen Ward's flat in London and tried to shoot down the door with a pistol. And at that point, because the press had sort of known about these rumours but hadn't been able to do anything about them because it had just been an affair which they weren't meant to talk about because she was involved in two police incidents uh, they could start mentioning the rumours about her and the Secretary of State for war so he was asked about it in the House of Commons and in March 1963 John Profumo stood up and said no there is absolutely nothing untoward about my um, relationship with Christine Keeler um, and then more and more details about which suggested it was untoward and that she was also having an affair with Eugene Ivanov so um, with the Soviet agent. Um, so by June the 5th, he had to resign. Um, and Harold Macmillan called it a silly scrape, but set up an inquiry chaired by Lord Denning to look into the rumours, um, which led to lots of other rumours coming out, including uh, a, an orgy containing eight judges. Um, Macmillan was said to have been able to believe that it could have had two judges in an orgy, but he didn't believe eight judges would ever agree to even have an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Led to McMillan retiring that October because he was just too tired to deal with the whole thing and then losing the 1964 election. Um, did nothing much bad happen to Profumo after he resigned. He got a CBE for his charity work in 1975. Charles de Gaulle said of the whole thing, that'll teach the English for trying to behave like Frenchmen. Um, even today, you can't read Lord Denning's transcripts of the interviews he conducted because the Cabinet Office in 2015 argued with the Advisory Council of National Records and Archives to put them back under lock and key, so you will not be able to read them until the 1st of January 2048. Good grief. So there we go. That's the 5th of June, 1963. John Profumo having to resign as Secretary of State for war. <laughs> Heavens to Betsy. Well, I've got the 5th of June, 1956. Mm. And Elvis Presley 
uh, introduces his new one, uh, our Hound Dog, on the Milton Burl show, um, scandalising its audience with suggestive hip movements. But um, I'd like to talk a bit, if I may, though, about the history of Hound Dog, which mm. I did not know. Uh, it was written by Libra and Solo, who wrote so many of uh, Presley's big ones, but uh, he was not the first to record Hound Dog. It was originally recorded by Big Mama Thornton. Mm-hmm who's much more interesting uh, than Elvis Presley, quite honestly. I've been to Graceland, and it's rubbish. And frankly, it honks and needs a bit of a going over with some um, shake and vac. Did you actually go inside, or did you stand around outside? No, no, I went in. I did the tour and everything. I went, I, I, we only, it was closed when I got there, and I was appalled because they had crazy paving all over the the front of it. It's so naff. Really naff. (laughs) Sorry, but... Um, but he done and died on the toilet. Yes. Yeah, he died on the toilet. So did Oberon uh, War. Really? really? Mm. Oh, that makes me very unhappy. He died at we stool. Should... He returned from church and died at stool. Oh, <laughs> oh that, is that did what he... it says on the death certificate? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's because he he went with lemon juice instead yeah. of honey. That's a throwback <laughs> a to yesterday's pretty Yeah, it's fine. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so, uh, uh, yes, let's... Uh, I want to talk a bit about Big Mama Thornton. Mm. Uh, she recorded it for Libra and Stoller, who, who wrote it. And she kind of uh, articulated the song in the way that they'd wanted it to be. Stoller said, we wanted her to growl it. And uh, Libra said, um, I don't know what all that rabbit business is about, about Elvis Presley's version. He said, the song's not about a dog, it's about a man, a freeloading gigolo. Uh, and that was what it was about. It was intended as an anthem of black female power. And funnily enough, <laughs> okay, it got appropriated. <laughs> and this is the twist by a white cis male. So Thornton uh, sort of, she didn't sink into obscurity. She, she sort of did okay. And she wrote a lot of songs, uh, um, but saw very little in the way of royalties. But um, Janis Joplin uh, covered Ball and Chain and did really well with it. And though uh, she didn't get any of the royalties, Thornton uh, toured with Janis Joplin. That was kind of Joplin's concession. was like, OK, well, you can come and open for me. Um, <laughs> but don't sing that one mm-hmm. song you're known for. Don't I sing know. your big hit, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just extraordinary, really. Yeah. Uh, she had an extraordinary life on Christmas Day in 1954. Uh, in a theatre in Houston, Texas, she witnessed fellow performer Johnny Ace accidentally shoot and kill himself while playing with a pistol. Oh, what? It's horrendous. I know. Um, and she she died... During a concert? Uh, from, uh, I, I guess, uh, maybe backstage, I don't know. Okay. Um, she, she died due to complications from uh, alcoholism. Um, but in 2004, the non-profit Willie Mae Rock Camp for Girls... Named after her, was founded to offer a musical education to girls from ages 8 to 18. And I just wanted, in some small way, to add to her legacy on this rotten little podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That'll make it up to her. I'm sure that will address a lifetime of abuse and exploitation. Mm. Yes, you're welcome. Another straight white guy has done it for you. Let's do the birthdays and the death days. Sorry. 
happy birthday to White Men fixed it for you. <laughs> and you and you and most of the continents. Uh, happy birthday to Pu Song Ling, um, who wrote strange stories from the Chinese in the 17th and 18th century. It was originally called Ghosts, Foxes and Demons because it's mainly stories about ghosts, foxes and demons, uh, which has three themes, apparently. There are satires against the feudal system. There is uh, satire of the uh, system of progression uh, through examination in the Chinese bureaucracy. And there are love stories between poor scholars and powerless women. <laughs> so that was him. He was very into railing against uh, oppressors and suggesting that he should have a girlfriend. Happy birthday to um, drawing annotator and worm enthusiast Richard Scarry. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah oh no man if i have to yeah if i have to read cast trucks and things that go one more time i won't mind it's a great book <laughs> it's all right uh happy birthday to whitfield diffie who solved the problem of key distribution in cryptographic systems uh but which enabled all of us to have all the secure things we've got in 1976 he published a paper which meant that every company every citizen now had routine access to the sorts of crypt- uh, cryptographic technology that not long ago ranked alongside the atom bombs as source of power, said the CIA at the time. Happy birthday to Horatio Kitchener, who um, burned down all the fields of the Boers so they couldn't grow anything and invented concentration camps. Um, oh, and he was also the person on the posters in the First World War saying, your country needs you. Uh, he was killed um, during the First World War on the HMS Hampshire uh, when he was going to try and make a treaty with the Russians. Happy death day to Rhodia Broughton, who was known as Queen of the Circulating Libraries because her novels were so popular in the late 19th century. Lewis Carroll once uh, turned down an invitation to dine with someone because he knew she'd be there and thought she was so vulgar. Um, Oscar Wilde didn't I've like her. Been a party like that. Have you, yes, if the parties mm. where people hear that you're going to be there. Yeah. And Lewis Carroll oh, doesn't come. No, 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 no. Who's going to be Charles there? Charles Dodgson. Pass the gravy. <laughs> also, happy death day to Mel Torme, the possessor of my favourite voice. He wrote the first, his first song at age 13, and he wrote the Christmas song um, in the middle of a hot, sunny day in California with a friend as they tried to think of the most wintry things to make themselves feel cool. He then wrote the music in 45 minutes. That's Melton May. Happy death day to you, Melton May. Mm. All of which leads us to well, Lizzie Roper's moment, of- moment to pass judgment on us, probably after making us do some slightly degrading <laughs> thing. It's going to be slightly maybe. cringe pseudo improv that's definitely going to work. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. Although one thing just occurred to me, if you do have an orgy with eight judges, yeah. who's the winner? Who's keeping score? Who's the one? Who's letting Goodman in the corner? Screaming seven! I mean, I'm not even about these things. Just <laughs> sexual activity in general, having a winner. <laughs> Beat you! Actually, I did know. I'm usually the winner. <laughs> Where'd you, where, sorry, where'd you want me to pin the rosette? In well, your I have no idea. Um, a little bit. I mean, presumably they'll all have been in a, of a certain age, won't they? Those eight judges. Yes. Oh, judging well, each Fiora other. Was forty-six, I think, and Christine Keeler was nineteen. I'm seeing oh, a new God's take on the X sake. Factor. Yeah. Oh God, doesn't it? Don't you sometimes you just loathe yes. yourself for being male? Yep. Yes, um, all of the time. <laughs> You're here to really absolve us. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And so after what feels like days, <laughs> it's time for us to find out. We had a little glitch yeah. in this recording. It may have actually up. been days. Yeah, it actually has been days. For Imagine. Imagine the suspense you felt over the last mm. couple of minutes 
and we've endured that for 48 hours. Wow. It's been hell. Yes, I've been able to sleep. <laughs> yes, it's time to find out what Lizzie Roper made of all of that mm. then, if you can even remember any of it. Lizzie yeah, what, John, John Profumo versus yes. a hound dog. Well, no... <laughs> No, look, I might yeah. be judging date fight. I am never judging yeah. an orgy, OK? Yeah, I mean, in many ways, it's the that. same thing. <laughs> oh, right. I've got Hound. Matt's keys again. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, this Worst is not orgy an orgy. <laughs> God, but doesn't oh, this sound Matt, like a lot of work? you've got mine. Uh, what, an orgy? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of work. I just, do you know, I'd, end up, I'd, I'd sort of end up doing what I do at standard parties, just sort of just dizzying Tidying myself, up. handing around the nibbles. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd hide <laughs> in the kitchen. Can I offer anyone a... No, busy. Just okay. coughing down guacamole and hiding from no. conversation. <laughs> Crying Lovely. in the lab. Brilliant. Yeah. So, so. Eight, eight judges. I, I really hope they had the orgy with their wigs on. Um, mm. Eight judges going at each eight, other over eight John Profumo. judges going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at it. <laughs> oh. Like knives. Oh, five soarings. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or big mama Thornton and a houndy dog. Yes. Yeah, houndy dog. I know dog. you love dogs. Yeah, mm. yeah I do love dogs. judging against this one would be like you excommunicating Buster, and dumping oh. him in Siberia, oh. driving away. His little oh. crestfallen face looking like, I'm sure she'll be back in a minute. Oh, oh, oh. He is. He's like little sort of, he's like a chirpy Oliver Twist yeah. when he walks around the yeah. garden. Oh, oh, yeah. this is nice. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a mouse in here somewhere. I've got to sure find mouse in a minute. That's what the judges said. <laughs> I'm sure there's a mouse in here somewhere. <laughs> I'm just going to keep tunnelling. Um, sure now, I never, under, I never understood the when Elvis Presley sung Hound Dog. It didn't make any well, sense. No, no. But neither did um, Libra and Stoller, and that's the point. Yeah, mm. well, until... Yeah, so we should have just... We should have not bothered with Elvis Presley. We should have mm. not bothered with... Mm. We should have left him on the toilet, eating a burger, doing the Puzzler magazine. Yes. Because that's how we all want to go. <laughs> I mean, Elvis Presley is the June 5th connection. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> oh, All right, now. OK, now. Yeah, right, yeah, cheers. All right, why are you necking? Um... <laughs> Um, Said the judge to the judge. Uh, yes, uh, but you did use that fantastic phrase, a freeloading gigolo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think it would be only fair in the current political climate um, if you were to demonstrate just just a just no. a, an incy wincy no. pincy bit of what a freeloading gigolo <laughs> might sound like walking his wares. Take it away, Jake Yap. <laughs> Here, here, darling. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, after I finished sorting you out. Yes. Um, how'd it be if I um? Or two? Yeah. How'd it be if you took me up the pictures? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> and scene, scene. You see, it's all very easy. Yeah. yeah. Um. And on that basis, Would and on that basis. Alone, the winner obviously. <laughs> the winner obviously has to be Nathaniel Chaplin. Wow! <laughs> Suffer- wow. Long-suffering victim of a freeloading gigolo. Wow! <laughs> you prostituted yourself for nothing. Yeah. Three, oh, three. oh, it's that, is it? So you you yeah. want me to behave a certain way, and then you judge me for it? Well, hello, <laughs> new patriarchy. <laughs> 
at patriarchy.com forward slash fake plate fight if you want thank you so much for listening whoever did yeah. Yeah. join us again oh, tomorrow if you made it this far congratulations absolutely